Hello, 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 and welcome to the first ever episode of What I Should Have Said. I have no idea why I decided to do this, um, whatever this is. I guess I wanted to make a audio photo book of memories to look back on, to share with my family, with friends, with whomever. I guess what I have taken from this is that we're all storytellers, but we're all the main character in those stories, so therefore there are truths, uh, there are fabrications, there are blatant lies, but nevertheless, it's great to, to listen to, to bitch about later. Um, the first uh, of my targets is my Uncle Ken, Great Uncle Ken, um, who's an extraordinary character, an extreme extrovert, a great laugh, a businessman, a father, a grandfather. He is uh, one of five siblings. He's my grandmother's younger brother. Uh, my grandmother who I never met so I guess I wanted to talk to him first because there were a lot of holes and, and gaps that I wanted to fill in that I guess I was scared I'd never get the chance to and so I'd urge anyone to do this with their friends their family and whomever because you miss out on a lot and some things are really worth knowing for yourself um, and for your future so definitely definitely do this um, I'd like to thank Ken a lot we spoke for a very very long time i distracted him all of a, an afternoon so apologies um i'd also like to just say um you may hear some excess noise throughout this interview that is because his lovely partner moira was in the next room she was uh, listening to live music on the television uh, moira has alzheimer's um, and i had been there for about three hours and she hadn't noticed the whole time um, until the very end when she looked at me and she smiled and was like, what are you doing here? Um, I'm not sure if she actually knew who I was, but again, it added to the reality of what I'm trying to do, I guess, of try and capture every moment before it's too late. So I guess, without further ado, here is the first ever episode of What I Should Have Said. So basically, I got to the point in life where I kept going to funerals or family events, weddings, birthdays, and realising that I don't really know anything about anybody. Um, so I kind of wanted to collect a, an audio photo book of stories and memories yeah. and everyone's right. sort of idea of each other. Okay. Um, and like we were talking earlier and you're saying that you now sort of got your memories wow. of your childhood. So my first question was, what is your first memory? <laughs> Uh, my first memory, uh, could be one of two, was walking into the bedroom of my mum breastfeeding my young brother. Lovely. Who was just, <laughs> just uh, under three years uh, younger than me. And she said, it's all right, and you come. Because uh, I was a bit embarrassed, right? <laughs> uh, the other one was in my grand's flat in Helms, with top floor flat, was on my hands and knees with a wooden train, red and yellow, that had been probably made by one of the family because they were, they were uh, uh, carpenters, what were they, uh, cabinet makers, that's what they were. Okay. And um, I'm pushing this about and I thought, well, I should be walking. I've not got around for that for being my hands <laughs> and knees. So I could only have been a, like a toddler then. Yeah. And I can remember that. I can oh. remember them having to light the mantles, the gas mantle. Oh, yeah, of course, it, yeah. Things like that. Um, looking out the window, I can remember Mum seeing a, a cracked cup and says, here, break this, I broke it. It's just, that, you're a vandal. 
terrible. With her, with her mum in the tunic. So yeah, that's the earliest <coughs> that I can remember. Um, I know that uh, Charlotte told me this, that her and her best friend, Kathleen Barrettson, had me in a pram, one of the big Churchill prams. Oh, yeah. And we got them down the curb, but <laughs> tipped over and I fell out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. so I don't remember that, but that's, no. I was told. How, how much older was Charlotte than you? About four years. Four years. Uh, Are she you was, the third? Sorry? Are you the third oldest? Was it Sheila, Charlotte, you? Yeah, yeah. Sheila. Sheila was born in 1930. Okay. Charlotte, 37. Okay. Jim, 41. I'm 42. And Alan, 45. Uh, okay. Um... Yeah, so uh, as a family, we stayed in the bungalow in, in Borland Road in Bears Den. School was 100 yards, 200 yards away from us. Church was 50 yards away from us. Playing fields there too. Everything was, it was a nice area, lovely area, uh, especially just after the war. Yeah. Uh, we went to the primary school there, and uh, one thing, oh, my memories just keep going. Um, there were people like us who were sort of fairly well-to-do, not rich, but well-to-do, living yeah. in bungalows with gardens, with this, with that, with cars. My dad had two cars when nobody had any cars Ooh. in those days, right? Because um, he'd been doing well at that time. And uh, I remember we we had a housekeeper who'd come in at 11 o'clock till 3 o'clock and she'd cook her, her lunch for us so we can out of school, which is only across the road, and get her lunch and go back. But this day... Uh, she wasn't in some school dinners. Yeah. And uh, the so you paid your thruppings or whatever it was, three pence, old pence. And uh, anyway, this uh, two two ladies came wanted uh, six children to test out new chocolate bars. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And there were seven in my class, they picked my class, who were going for school lunch. But one of the boys <coughs> who was uh, whose father worked in the farm and they basically get paid in cabbages in a tied house they had no money whatsoever yeah. no money and they hadn't, he hadn't paid his dinner money for the week mm. and she said now there's only six places so Kenneth you go and uh, his name was I think it was Pete or Forbes can't remember uh, you you can't go and I went and they took me into this wee room and then bars of things like uh, uh Marathons and things like that, oh, and nice. that's um, diff- different ones. And they cut them into wee squares and gave him all. Now remember, this rationing was on when you oh, couldn't get chocolate, you couldn't get sweets. Um, everything was rationed, um, and I felt so bad. Uh, I I'm eating this chocolate, and that wee boy who probably never got chocolate in his life. Yeah, yeah I could get chocolate. Yeah, if dad been a butcher, I felt so bad about that. I, yeah, oh, that hurt. So oh. I. I said I don't like any of them. Oh, that's funny. You know, and that yeah. was it. But that I can remember that. Yeah. I, yeah. That, so I've been primary uh, five. Yeah. P oh, five, bless. and I can remember that. I remember the wee boy and his sister. And that they, there's no money. They're, yeah. Their clothes are rags, really rags. Oh, I'm, I tell them it's just after the war. <clears throat> so, um, if I was say eight years old, that would still be. In the forties, yeah, you know, maybe fifty. Rationing was still going till fifty-two, and you couldn't get sweets. I can remember going to <coughs> Charlotte, my sister Charlotte, taking uh, the three of us, the boys, to pictures. Yeah, and you get with your ration book, 
we could get like a Mars bar or something, or something like that. Oh, and the girl, the woman at the kiosk would cut it into four <laughs> and you'd get your... Oh. Because you didn't get a whole Mars bar each. No, no, no. <laughs> no, oh, no. no chance. You oh. could also get into the pictures by collecting six jam jars. Oh, yeah? Honestly, go down and take six jam jars. That's brilliant. <laughs> I wish they still did things like that. Bit, they're worth about eighty each, but that was enough to get three pence into the pictures. You know, yeah. Down the front stalls or whatever. <clears throat> and the picture house, the rear picture house at Canisburn, which is now flats. Um, and that was it. And Charlotte used to take us in. But there was one movie that was on, it was a war one, and my eyes were stinging. She had to take me out because it was too much for me. I was, I, I don't think Alan was here, it was just Jemai, but I was young. Yeah. <clears throat> so Charlotte would take us, uh, being the big sister. Sheila had left home by that time. Yeah. So, so Charlotte was a big sister and looked after us, and she did. You know? Yeah. My parents were out gallivanting all the time. <laughs> um, yeah, you had to pass the animals. But my father wasn't really? like that at first. It was only when he became a counsellor in Glasgow. And the story was, <coughs> they, were, they were stuck for a, 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 basically a Tory, it was a pro- progressive uh, party, okay. which is conservative. And they were stuck for somebody to stand. And they persuaded my dad to go in and says, look, Jimmy, uh, Winston Churchill couldn't get in here. Just go in, it's just a show face. Anyway, he got in he, he, because he was very popular when he oh, was really? in the two shops here and the, he was a handsome guy the women used to flock in to see him. <laughs> and uh, so he got in. Brilliant. And, oh, he hated it. But uh, that, <laughs> he never had a drink until then. wouldn't touch drink. And then that was the drink. He was in drink after that. was was no stopping him. Um, but party him and he changed his, the way he was. He changed his Everything about him, he mm. less strict. He was very yeah. strict with Charlotte and Sheila, and then that went away as he, as time went on, you know, with us. Uh, so that was that. Um, so that was taking me up through school. Charlotte, so Charlotte was being the big sister, did a lot for us. Yeah. Um, was she strict with you guys? No, no, oh, no, no, no. Charlotte was just no, 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 absolutely not. I can remember having a nightmare one night, and. I, Screaming out my, at my bed, said the carpet's going down the stairs. I'm trying to stop, and she's going consoling me. <laughs> I must remember, stupid little Yeah, that's sweet. You know, carpet's going down the stairs. This, this nightmare. Another time, I was always terrified of something under the bed, and I got, and I jump from away from, away from the bed in case someone grabbed me. This time, she hid under the bed and grabbed my leg. <laughs> I went. Berserk. Oh, she did. oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She said, I couldn't, but she didn't <laughs> My worst fear was something happened. Oh, Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, very funny. Oh, uh-huh. bless. Um, what were you like at school? A dummy. A dummy, same. <laughs> oh, oh, dummy, dummy, dummy. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, she loved went from school to school to school, so she had an excuse for <clears throat> not getting to the uh, higher education. Yeah. Uh, Jim did all right. Charlotte, was, went to, we went to the, the school, basically school for dummies. Um, nice. But I was the worst of them all. Um, and there's nothing I can say. I was just, hadn't woken up till later on in life. That's like me a lot. Uh, uh, Alan, 
had the brains, very brainy, but didn't go to school, dodged yeah. off all the time, was always working his bike. Yeah. They called him the germ because he was always covering oil off his bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so that was it. Um, but since then, um, I've been called a genius by so many people, it's not true. <laughs> you know, so I've always said, I mean, people just go out and say, no, you're a genius because I come up with ideas and things and do yeah. things. <clears throat> so, yeah. Um, so, um, that that's my, my recollection, recollection of school. Um, I was almost fighting. Always. They used mm. to say, who's fighting? Okay. Kenny Campbell <laughs> and who else? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, were, you, were you a rebellious teenager? Not really. No. no honestly, I wasn't. What's that, when, what age were you when you started at the Butchers? Fifteen. Fifteen, oh, okay. Fifteen, which I hated. Really? I, 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 no, I hated it. Hated. Why did you hate it? Just, just, I just hated it. Nothing to do with it. It was just a horrible job. Oh. What did you want to be when you grew up, when you were younger? No, I don't know. But I didn't <laughs> have any ideas at all. I just sort of knew I'd probably be a butcher. Ah, uh, okay. But um, <clears throat> so I worked in the shop, and then I fell out with Jim and all the rest that fell out. Mm-hmm. So I went. And, and I, oh, oh, that's <laughs> oh, Alexa's joining in. Shut Alexa, stop. Stupid I've got the another one through there. That's uh, the Google one. Oh yeah. Because it picks up all the music. Should we try to yeah. Uh, that way. Right. So, um, right. School. So I was. Uh, I was good at music. Oh, nice. I want to tell you this story. Um, on the second year, in in secondary, um, a new teacher arrived, and she's she was young, a music teacher, and she said, no, um, "My name's Miss Darling." Um, I want to introduce yourself. So one at uh, one at a time, stand up and give me your name. Blah, blah, blah. So round, and my friend uh, beside me stood up. Right, my name's George McDonald. Uh, such and such, I stay in Beers Den. Blah blah blah. I said okay, right. And I stood up. I'm Kenneth Campbell. I stay in Beers. Kenneth Campbell. She's. I was a McDonald. She's. I will have it in for you. <laughs> now, now today she'd been struck off, and she did. She made my life hell. Oh. Um, she marked me down for everything even though I was better singing I knew more music I went to music lessons, played the piano a wee bit and things like this yeah. uh, but I was better than probably 90% of the class yeah. she marked me down every turn Just you and she should have been struck off yeah definitely uh, the schools then all one shut, one opened to that and she was sent to Bears Den and she did the same there and Alan stood up and she's Alan Campbell, not the brother of Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, dear. So Aww. that was it. But George McDonald's my best friend, and he, st- he still stays down the road from me here. Aww. He's moved out beside me. Very good friends. Bless. Um, never a crossword with him. Um, just that teacher. Um, yeah, so that was the school. Left the school, became an apprentice butcher. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I fell out and I went to a shop in Mulgai, got a job in a shop in Mulgai. Okay. Um, and uh, I worked there. It was still a butcher's, it's White's the butcher's in Mulgai. 
and one job they gave me every Wednesday was to skin and split sheep's heads, which I hated. Doesn't sound that fun. No, no, I hated that, but I did that. Um, and that, uh, so every Saturday, it was a, somebody was selling plants at the back of the shop. I used to buy them from my mum and take them on a Saturday, oh. just a, a wee plant or something. And uh, so, um, yeah, and that was it. So then what did I do after that? I'm back to work in the, in the family shop. Then I fell out again. Then I got a job as a butcher in another shop in St George's Cross. And the owner, uh, there was two other people my age, uh, 19, 20, 21, things like that. I was maybe a bit younger. And uh, the owner said, right, there you are, there's the keys, you're in charge. And I hey. So I was totally not experienced for that. No. There's no way in that. Um, but he obviously thought it was better than the two he had. <laughs> That's why he gave me the keys. And so, but I, it was a fast way to learn. By God, it's yeah. fast. And my dad would come in, give me a odd help with this and that, the next thing. But I was, it took me six months and I was running that like a swish. I was queues out the door, was packed. It was busy, busy, busy. Um, and that was it. Um, then I left there and I went to work. I think it was Galloway's Butchers, Mo Guy for a bit. Then I joined Cadbury's. Oh, okay. Cadbury's selling cakes, right? It was chocolate for a bit and then cakes. And uh, they were meant to be selling cakes in Scotland, but they were doing so successfully in England that they couldn't keep up the production to start oh. Scotland, although they started all the salesmen for it. Mm. So they said, any volunteers want to go down and help down in England? I said, I, I was the only one out of 20. Errol and Neil, they were all ex, they, they're all older than me still. They've been in the army. Yeah. And you never volunteer. Yeah. Right? But I volunteered and I had a great time. And then they saw I was in a great time. So they all started. And I used to get standby flights from Glasgow, an old Vanguard plane. And I think it was, uh, if I remember right, it was about six pounds. And I was the only person in the plane. The captain got up and sit and chat to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, seven o'clock in the morning, nobody else on the plane bar me. And I'd go down and be a great time, you know, just working all around London and things like this. Oh, uh, Bristol, where else? Different places, but main, mainly London. Uh, so I'll end up a great time down there. Uh, so I was with Cadbury's for about three years. Taught me a lot. And then, uh, I think, I don't know how, I was offered a job with Phillips Lamps and I was to be in charge of a salesman going around the country selling lamps. Okay. But then I just didn't go. I just, instead of going down here, I decided I'll go back into the shop, which was working this Saturday, the shop, and I was still helping out there. Yeah. And Jim said, I thought you might be, I said, I changed my mind. I didn't fancy it. And from there, and um, I then spotted along the road from us that one of the shops had changed. It was going to become a restaurant and fish and chip shop and all that. Okay. And there was shop fitters here. So um, I went along. I, put, I poached them, the oh, joiners, really? the ah. electricians. And I got the Italian for the floor, the tiles, the terrazzo and all the rest of it. did all that. And on the cheap, we transformed the shop. I did. It was just done. And I got this huge, big illuminated sign. Uh, it only cost me 300 quid. It was on, on a 
a show in the, in the, the Kelvin Hall at the time, and the guys said, fit it up at your shop, your name James Campbell, butcher's pump, like a signature type of thing, right? Yeah. And it was so good, it illuminated the church across the road. He said, oh. the minister said, we should be paying you for this <laughs> church. Um, but the whole, so the business went from doing about £300 a week to probably £2,000 a week. Wow, that's impressive. Overnight. What? And Overnight? one day we did £1,000. Oh my God. But we were knackered. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh-huh. Uh, and it took off, then opened another shop in Lenzi, which I did. I fitted it out the same, did the same thing with that, modernised it. You know, new refrigerated counters, freezers, and all the rest, all yeah. very ultra For those days, ultra modern. Yeah. Whereas, Everybody else is still in the dark ages, really. Oh, wow. Um, so, yeah. Um, also like to mention the, the fact that that Sheila was sent to Hillsborough during the war to my grands and the new electricity. Oh. Uh, just gas and that. Uh, so she came back from that, but she started working about 1945 and got different jobs and doing different places, blah, 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 hospitals, uh, uh, canteens, work canteens, big places, shipyards and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, did all that. And anyway, she met her her uh, husband. <laughs> she was out with different. She was actually out with Robin Robin Biddy. Really? Oh, I think yeah. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. Went with him once, but she had sense and didn't follow up. Uh, <laughs> well done. <laughs> and um, she then met Ian McGregor, and um, so the. Uh, my mum and dad were not too keen on that because it was a, it was a, it wasn't her class. Put it, but that, uh, you know, it was, it was punching above his weight. No, oh, bless. Um, and anyway, they eventually got married, and the first had a flat in the West End, and then, in no time, they had a, a house in Westerton and Beers Den. Yeah, it's a semi-detached, all electric. Um, she had electric mixers, uh, blenders. Fridge, we didn't have a fridge. Mm. Um, very few people that she had a reel-to-reel tape recorder, which mm. nobody ever heard of. Um, everything was electric, electric, electric. Wow. Eye-level grill, things like that, and cookers, electric cooker, everything, all electric. So from ten years before, yeah, Kevin. no electricity at all. She's all electric. Yeah, and I, I handed that to her. That was. That was absolutely so brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> <wow. laughs> Meanwhile, we still didn't have anything like We didn't have a fridge mm-hmm. on Bourne Road. Um, we didn't have any central heating. Yeah. There's a coal fire and a gas cooker in the kitchen. That was it. Oh, wow. And the windows froze up on the inside in the winter all the time. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. it was colder than those days. It was definitely colder. Yeah, definitely. Um, but Sheila was ahead of the game, well ahead of the game. Oh, clever girl. Uh-huh. Who were you closest with out of your siblings growing up? Sorry? Who were you closest with out of your siblings growing up? Jim, oh, closest? Jim, Alan. Charlotte. Really? Uh-oh. Yeah. And Sheila too. Because <coughs> when Sheila got married, I used to go swimming every Sunday. I'd go over to their house and they would drive me over and go swimming uh, into Clyde Bank. Yeah. Even in the winter, you'd kick the snow off your wellies and go in and we all went swimming. Uh, Charlotte, uh, by that time, would be married and staying in Lady Drive in Bears Den. Yeah. But uh, I would go with uh, Sheila, uh, go swimming. And I remember his, his best friend, Ian McGregor, and his best friend, Ian Brown, had been in the military police oh, okay. uh, in Italy with oh, the wow. Americans, yeah. 
so they were they got used to tie me up uh, <laughs> with a bootlace behind, and it was show, it showed me how to defend myself, how to uh, if someone grabs you from behind, what to do, and all the rest. Yeah. It poke their eyes out, put this do all the different <laughs> things because I was so skinny, you know. But um, one day I went down to I think it was a Prestwick open air swimming pool, which had the highest diving board. Oh wow! And went up to the top. So the two Ians who were about thirty five at the time, and me who was fifteen, maybe fourteen, and they looked over the edge and oh, I'm not doing that. So I went up to the edge. I said, "I'll have a shot." As I long me down, next minute, boot! They kicked me in the backside, and I'm, I'm flying. Flying down. <laughs> and I turned into a sort of dive, but my trunks came off. <laughs> now, oh. I was mortified. You know. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, they weren't like sort of baggy things in those days, yeah. sort of like rubbery. <laughs> I don't know what they were, but anyway, that was it. So I come on, and that. So that's it. They did. One of the two of them kicked me in the backside, and off I went. <laughs> but they were skimming out over the edge. Oh, I'm not diving off that. It's too high for them. <laughs> um, so that was it. Anyway, that was another memory which I still have. That's lovely. Um, ah. Um, so no, Charlotte uh, was very close with Charlotte. She, she, she was just, she was in the house all the time. Yeah. Um, she 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 went to Skerry's College shorthand and typing thing like that oh, okay. and then she got a job in an office and, and used to be the bus at the top of the road the, the bus and my mum used to shout Charlotte hurry up you'll miss the bus and we had a budgie who soon picked that up and it was <laughs> oh. <laughs> Charlotte you'll miss the bus <laughs> oh, that's brilliant there you are well, uh, which, which decade is your favourite? decade my favourite oh god Angela <clears throat> my the oldest daughter said to me, what's the most, what's the, the best event that ever happened in your life? I said, getting you. Oh. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And then followed by Lindsay four years later. Yeah. No-brainer. Oh. Best things that have happened to me. Oh, that's oh. so sweet. Oh, definitely. Uh-huh. Because um, <clears throat> I couldn't have children because I get the mumps and it oh. made me sterile. <clears throat> then I found out half the class were sterile. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Um, and Lindsay met a wee boy at Balm Hat and found it. He's somehow she found out that his dad was at school with me and he was adopted. Oh, really? Same thing. Oh. And another one who, who put me onto the adoption, he, he couldn't have kids either. So oh, I wow. found six in my class who couldn't have children. Oh, wow. Yeah. It must have been a really bad strain of the mumps. Yeah. Um, and that was it. So I couldn't have children. So. Um, Kate, my wife, said, right, well, I don't, we'll uh, adopt you. She went on to push like mad to get um, that, and that was it. So oh. to get Angela took, oh, best part of two years. Oh, really? It was tough. Getting Lindsay, it was instant. Really? Oh. Uh-huh. Instant. Really? Different social workers, that's all ah, it was. Okay. Different areas, different social workers. And um, probably, yeah. Oh, the 60s got to be good. Because, I mean, I, <laughs> I got... I went to see the Beatles and things oh, like that yeah. the very first time they came out. I had a friend in the village here said to me, the Beatles are the most overrated group ever. He was younger than me. Yeah. I said, John, you weren't there. He said, yeah. you're right. <laughs> I said, it was instant, instant. Yeah. We all knew right away yeah. from the first record, which they kept off the uh, number one. Yeah. The first of the, didn't want this group get number one. Yeah, yeah. No. So, um, it was instant. You knew it was different. Yeah. It was 
a game changer. Um, I mean, we all started off with Buddy Holly and, and Elvis and yeah. things like that. But when the Beatles came along, that just totally changed everything. Yeah, I know the, the 60s were brilliant. Yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Don't let me Story I do one. When you have well, first of all, how did you meet Moira? <laughs> Is this a bad um, story? <laughs> Moira, frightfully posh. Yeah. She's very posh, and I thought she's a stuck-up bitch. Didn't <laughs> fancy her at all. And so, a, a mutual friend sold her a boat, sold her husband a boat, and skis and everything else to go with it. And she had two children, a boy and two girls. So they were 11, 13 and 15 and I I knew they were out there. This is in Loch Lomond at Bamaha and I was skiing every night. I was out all the time skiing, yeah. skiing, weightboarding, skiing, weightboarding, all the rest of it. And I had a good crowd with me, you know. Lindsay would come with me all, most of the oh, time. Nice. And uh, the, this time we pulled into the, the Man's Bay at the wee beach, Sandy Beach and just standing there and I knew beside me and I watched the youngest daughter, who was like probably weighed about four stone at the most, a skelf, and they had her on this huge big ski made for a big fat bloke. Yeah. And she was like taking off in the air because <laughs> it was too big, far too yeah. big for her. And uh, so I, I thought she was, she was sitting in one boat and I was sitting standing in the water with mm. her two girls and I was squirting water at them. <laughs> and I, I said, uh, she had this ski. I said, see the ski you've got? I said, uh, oh, she said, yes, Matt Snedden sold us that. Though. It's, it's a very good ski. And I said, uh, what weight are you? <laughs> now, she was skele- She was like a skeleton. Yeah. And she looked at me. I said, well, that ski is meant for someone 18 stone. And I don't <laughs> think you're 18 stone. And your daughters are certain all the whole family together wouldn't be 18 stone. <laughs> I said, so... So I had this, a junior ski and I gave it to her daughter and got mm-hmm. her daughter up and it was night and day, yeah. proper size for proper, and she was really good at it. Oh. And her mother sort of was taken back. So I got back to the beach and was just, I was standing in the water with them and my, and my dry suit, I've got a picture there of it, and my dry suit just standing in the water. And she she's sitting on the edge of her boat and she turned and all of a sudden her face just lit up like a Christmas tree. And oh. everybody could see it, she's you know, and she, the way she says it was, it was like it struck the lightning. Aww. She, she just looked, and, and, I, and anyway, she then just started, it was drooling over me all the time, everywhere, and I was, didn't want to know her, I thought, God, I don't fancy her at all. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't want to break up a fa- happy family. Yeah. And then she'd tell me, it's not a happy family, it's a nightmare, absolute nightmare. Still. And one thing led to another, and that was it. She, so she, Dumped her husband. Oh God, I should have looked out my magazine. Carol would tell you this one as well. Yeah, I wanted to know about this. Carol's hinted at it before. Tell me the story. <laughs> I need to know the story. So, I started by having an affair with her. You know, just, it was on off. I wasn't, I wasn't that keen. I really was not that keen. But she was persistent, like nothing on the earth. She just, I'd, she, she'd just thrown everything 
with at me, that's all she wanted. Yeah. I was the love of her life. I was bait for each other and all this. <laughs> I didn't feel that way, but she did. Um, and so her husband uh, came up and pleaded with me. I said, look, I, I don't want to be with her. Uh, she was in this house here with, with Kay. I said, look, I, I've told her I don't, don't want it to go on. I'm not interested at all. Uh, so he then called out the magazine, is it Bella or Hello, or one of Bella? I've actually had a copy of it somewhere. And <clears throat> he, he did an interview with them, and the, the headline was, uh, they the used to this company called Carter Advertising, and it had gone into liquidation and restarted it. Okay. So she had to be, she made her, her the boss, and it was in her name. Ah, uh, okay. So the headline was, I made my wife the boss and she fired me. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. And so they, they take a picture of her at the door of the house, which yeah. she didn't want to talk to him, and they took a picture of me going out in the boat with my wee pal. Yeah. And my wee pal's a wee baldy guy. I didn't say, it's just about Campbell and this, so I didn't know which was which, nobody yeah. knows. But the, the, the funny bit was, Cherry, my sister-in-law, yeah. uh, Carl's mum, I got a copy, she said, phoned up Carl, she said, have you got a copy of Bella down here? Get it right now, home to you. Never this place. I'm cooking. That's pretty. <laughs> oh dear. God. I love you. There's nothing to hide. It's better than burning inside. I love you. No use to pretend There I've said it again Moira was the top girl in the top girl school for girls in the west of Scotland. That's a Westbourne. Oh, wow. Westbourne, she was the top girl. That's very impressive. Um, she's in the, the middle of three sisters. She was the middle one. Okay. Went to university, got a degree. Nothing, everybody was dead easy for her. Um, I got. I, I was used to try and show her something, and I thought, "You're actually unteachable. <laughs> how, how could you get a degree and do all that? And do it's almost a brainy blah blah blah." <laughs> and I couldn't show her anything. She would never pick things up. Anyways, time went on. Uh, she's. I've been with her now 26, 27 years. Wow. But she's been in this house about ten years or something. I can't remember exactly how long. But I noticed something was wrong. Uh, with her memory because she wasn't picking things up she'd do everything by numbers and things like that um, anyway it turns out she had uh, early onset Alzheimer's mm. she was diagnosed before 65 at 64 oh, wow. 63 um, and she's now got like full blown Alzheimer's <coughs> and uh, um, so I, do, I take uh, total care of her yeah. I do everything for her um, and Lindsay said to me, she said, Dad, um, I knew you would. I wish you hadn't, but I'm proud of you. Yeah. Oh, that's so that sweet. Is. Yeah. Yeah. That's so I, I do it. And uh, um, it's it's rewarding. Yeah. Uh, honestly, for somebody like me, it's totally rewarding. Um, and uh, so I just got on with life and that's it. Yeah. Um, so that's me, but the... I'm lucky I've got two nice daughters, two lovely daughters. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh-huh. 
so my, my life's it's panned out the back. Um, aha. Um, both Lindsay and Angela, Angela are adopted, and I've always told them they're adopted. I said, you're chosen. So yeah. Lindsay used that in her pals. She said, you weren't chosen, I was. You know, <laughs> as, that was an honour. I love you that. Know, I yeah. Know. I never, I mean, I wasn't chosen, uh, and uh, I, I encouraged them to meet or get in touch with their their birth mothers. Yeah, which Angela did, and she said, "Oh no, I don't." I mean, she got pictures, sent pictures by photos of us. That's no, I don't want anymore. Yeah, and Lindsay did also, and uh, uh, she met up with her, and she oh. was a half sister. Blah blah blah, and they come down, but Lindsay says, "Look, the best thing you ever did for me." Just I've had a, I've had a great life. Yeah. Seen everything, done everything, bought the t-shirt. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful, uh, mum and dad. You could uh, best thing you ever did for me. Yeah. Uh, oh. Blah blah blah. Then keeps her arms leg. Uh, Does not want her to come into her life. Yeah. You know she's happy like like with touch base and that was it. Yeah. Um, but having met her birth mother, um, I can see characteristics. Lindsay's got green fingers, she's into the garden. Her mum wins all the prizes. Ah. Um, things like that. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, uh, probably an organiser too. Yeah. So anyway, that was it. So my two two girls are you know, they're they're definitely special. Yeah. Um but uh, yeah, but uh but Lindsay was the easiest person in the world to bring up. <coughs> I don't care what Amy says. She brought herself up. <laughs> <laughs> she's Across her friend across the road, Daddy, I'm just going to cross the road. I'll only be half an hour. Oh. And she could cross the road. <laughs> back, Daddy, back. Oh, oh, as, as good as gold. All oh. times, you know. Uh, watching out for me. <clears throat> so, uh, I mean, this could go on forever. My, my stories are just, yeah. I've just, just, just begun. <laughs> that's, that's nothing. I mean, um, I, now your grand Charlotte. Yep. Um, one of her favourite songs. It was a song she used as what she intended to do with her life. And it was okay. Eartha Kitt. Okay. An old, old she's an old fashioned millionaire. You no, know, I want an old. It's it's. You gotta hear the song. Not sophisticated. I'm the plain and simple kind. I want an old fashioned house. With an old-fashioned fence and an old-fashioned millionaire. Charlotte used to sing that. Oh. You know, that was it. And she wanted to marry a millionaire with one foot in the grave and another banana skin. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do that. She, she wasn't really interested in money. She was <clears throat> more in the country. She yep. liked the country, gardening, stuff like that. Oh. And, oh, she read books like nothing there. Yeah. So did my mum. The yeah. two of them devoured books. Yeah. Books, books, books. I feel like my mum's done that as well. And yeah, so has Andrew, to be fair, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, devoured books. Loved books. Anything with books. Um, my mum was always out in the golf course. I mean, Alan followed down the road at least two two occasions and got lost at the age of three and was picked up and taken to the local police station and given Aww. cakes and stuff like that. Just kept but doing it then. <laughs> you, you couldn't do it now because the road... The, the, there was only tram cars on the road, and there was hardly any cars. Yeah. Very few cars. Couldn't do it now. No chance. Um, and that was it. Um, so what else? My mum took took me to the clinic at Hillfoot, and she took me to the clinic. Uh, she thought that I was getting round shoulders, which I wasn't. But she thought, just 
and says, right, you'll find your own way home. So I was about six. And uh, I came back and I saw this cafe and there's a jukebox and I'm sitting watching this jukebox working. Yeah. People do things like that. You know. Then found my way home eventually. Uh, yeah, they were... Uh, as a mother, she was, she was nowhere. <laughs> she was hopeless. No, she, oh. she was not... She was not domesticated in any shape or form. She was, you know, absolutely not. She was a, a, a good pianist. Oh, really? Yeah. I, she was st- studying at the, the Athenaeum in Glasgow and she was getting rave reviews of her piano, forte yeah. and all the rest of it, her touch. Um, Sheila told me this, so I didn't know this one, but it was uh, cubicles, uh, big rooms, individual rooms, and the principal was walking down with another one and listening to each room to hear the person playing. So they couldn't see them, but they could hear the playing. Yeah. And the principal said, they said, that man's got a lovely touch. And they said, that young man's got a lovely touch. And they said, no, that's uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte Weir. You know, so my mum was playing with the gusto that she was yeah. you know, hitting me really big time. But she didn't know there was any listening to her outside. Yeah. She was just playing. But uh, that was... And she got... Uh, good re- good reviews all the time oh, you know. wow. but she met my dad got pregnant had to get married shotgun yeah. wedding Love it. Uh, yeah. <coughs> and uh, uh, just for the for the record her mother had an illegitimate, illegitimate boy who was brought up by her mum and dad oh, in wow. Wallasey which is just south of Liverpool oh okay and um he was a master mariner, that was it, a captain of a ship. Okay. Right, uh, that was uh, Captain Murdoch Georgeson. Okay. Uh, Murdoch uh, Georgeson, right, how did it come here? Oh, because uh, 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 that was his, her, so that was her grand, grandfather, yeah, Captain uh, Murdoch George, Georgeson. Um, and when I was doing the family tree, I would go through the microfiche in the, in the Mitchell Library and winding yeah. on, and I came across Scotland Street yeah. in the other south of the Clyde and I, all of a sudden I was looking for um, James Campbell yeah. to see because I knew he stayed in the area and I'm winding away and all of a sudden Captain Murdoch Johnson jumped up Yeah, he was staying at one end of uh, Scotland Street and my dad's grandfather was staying at the other end oh wow so both of their children went to the same primary school. Uh. So my mum's mum and my dad's father went to the same primary school. I think I've got that right. Oh, wow. I've got that in the family tree. Yeah, that's crazy. They didn't know that. No. Years later, one moved to Clydebank, one moved to Hillsborough. Yeah. Right, and my dad then moved. He was from the West End at the time. He went down to Hillsborough to work in a butcher shop down there, oh. met my mum, and that was it. Aww. There you are. Cute. So, yeah, and Sheila was born in 1930. Yeah. October the 9th, 1930. Yeah. That's the same day I got married on, and it's the same day my mum died on. Oh, wow. There you are. Happy um, I can tell you all the birthdays. Oh, yeah? Right. Okay. Charlotte Char- Char- was uh, 18th of May, 1937. Sheila was the uh, 9th of October, 1930. Jim was uh, nine- 17th of uh, September. 41. My mum was 15th of September 1910. 
my dad was 25th of May 1906. Uh, Alan was uh, 13th of August uh, 1945. And Charlotte got married on the same day, 13th of August. Right? And Alan was sick at a wedding because he he gave me egg or something like that. So he (laughs) says. Used to say that because he was allergic to eggs. He was choking. Right, that was it. So there you are. Uh, why do I know the, the, the date? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, I know that it just seems to stick. Yeah. What, uh, were the, what were the Benny lot like as kids? Oh, they were lovely, but the, um, when, when, you, when the mum was alive, it was, it was things were, were good, but when mum died, and the, the story of that was, I used to, with the shop lines, and, and I was married in a, a house, Further along in Bear's Den, okay. but I used to stop off at my parents' house. Okay, yeah. Uh, force of habit, I think, and just to see how they were. Yeah. And this day, this is sad. <clears throat> um, my mum and my dad were sitting in front of the fire and they said, Ken, something's wrong with Charlotte and Robin won't tell us what it is. Could you phone Dr. McFarlane and, and find out? So yeah. I picked the phone up and I phoned Dr. McFarlane. I said, Hello, Doctor, it's Ken Campbell. I said, I told him the story. He says, Ken, he says, I shouldn't tell you, but I will. Um, he says, Charlotte has got uh, a tumour in her kidney which is spread and they've operated on and by doing that, they hope to give her two years with mm. chemotherapy, blah, blah, yeah. blah, and all this. But it's it's not good news, right? So I had to tell told my mum there, there, there at the time, my dad started crying. Yeah. My mum was really upset. I was jeez. Yeah. So that was the first we knew. If my recollection's correct, she didn't even get six months. She mm-hmm. died on the 4th of January. I think mm-hmm. it was that year. Maybe it was a year later. I might yeah. get that wrong. But the 4th of January is when she died. <clears throat> um, and she just... She fought it like a trooper, you know. She yeah. a red wig and stuff like this. Oh. Like I had to go in. <clears throat> I had to go in to hospital. To, it was basically for a minor thing to see if I could have produced children yeah. by another method. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. So I'm in the ward, and she's across recording the women's, and she came across and said to all us, "Watch him. He's a ladies' man." <laughs> Everybody keeps saying that about me. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> so, and I could see the, their faces. They knew that Charlotte was in a bad way, but she was mm. just my wee brother here. You know? Yeah. See the tree, how big it's grown. But friend, it hasn't been too long. It wasn't big. I laughed at her and she got mad. The first day that she planted it was just a twig. Then the first snow came and she ran out to brush the snow away So it wouldn't die Came running in all excited Slipped and almost hurt herself And I laughed till I cried She was always young at heart Kinda dumb and kinda smart And I loved her so 